Before we kick off the podcast today, we have someone special, which is our, I guess, our uh, guest starring role every Wednesday on Miguel and Holly Uncensored. Exactly. Who's on the phone? Hey, Miguel and Holly. How are you doing? Jacob Tutas! Yes! Oh, never mind about us. Jacob, how are you? I'm doing awesome. I'm doing so awesome because, hey, listen, listen, listen. To kick off this podcast, you guys got the number one show on the radio in Tampa Bay ever. Oh. And not only that, though, you guys got the two millionth podcast download from me, you know? Uh, <laughs> Holy crap. I don't you know, know if that's accurate or not, on. but I'll take it. Let me look through the podcast statistics real quick i don't know i'm looking jacob i don't you know what i I will take your word for it yes i think you have the official word from uh from uh itunes and everyone else Mm -hmm. uh jacob and yes go ahead yes miguel and just to let you know and and just let you know the word that you came up with a pot and just let you know the word that you came up for the podcast platypus just let just to let you know just let you know that is that is actually an animal. It's a duck, Miguel. Can you believe that? I cannot. I actually didn't know what a platypus was. I just like the name platypus. Look up the word. You'll see the beautiful animal it is. Oh, well, we have a little statue that somebody uh, sent to us here. We do. So, look, now we know what a platypus is. But it is a mammal. It's oh. not just a duck. It's oh. a mammal. It okay. also just it has a duck bill. Uh, God yep. just laughed the day he created the platypus. <laughs> he was feeling yeah, well, silly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, well. Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Um, first of all, though, um, yeah, well, guess what? Guess what? Guess what? First of all, though, um, I still have that CD of you guys doing the headphone karaoke and Scotty singing that song. You know? Oh well, he was always it's in the archives. You know? It's, oh. <laughs> if That's we ever nugget. need any sort of like old audio, we got to call Jacob because he's got the archives. He does. He is the archivist for the uh, Miguel Correct. and Holly show. I love yeah. him. Oh, here we go. What podcast is everyone listening to? You're listening to the two millionth podcast download right now with Uncle Miguel and Aunt Holly and cousin Scotty oh! the Body <laughs> on Hot 101.5. <laughs> I'll take it. Unscripted, unshackled, uncouth. What you're about to hear is for mature ears only. It's Miguel. Ricky. Yeah. Yeah. You're a dumbass. Have a wonderful day, okay? Bye-bye now. Holly. I finally got boobs and a butt back. And Scotty the body. Am I not as cool and good looking as I think I am? The Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast. No, my tongue feels too big today. Only from Hot 101.5. Give me Kit Kat or give me death. Tampa Bay's new hit music. Ricky. Hi. (laughs) People always ask me, they say, when you hear yourself on the radio, like, do you get embarrassed? How do you feel? And I... Whenever I listen back to like a best of show or a commercial that runs throughout the day, I just always think to myself, who is that idiot on the radio? Like, oh who, my gosh. Who, and not like in a, uh, I'm dumb, but in a, who let this non speaking person on the radio? Because I feel like for me, I'm not like a traditional on-air performer like if we were if we were to go back in time holly 
and uh, auditioned to be on the radio back in like the 80s or early 90s. Oh. Yeah. I would have failed. Like I would not have, I would not get a job because back then it was about how you pronounced your words and how you enunciated. It was the and, delivery. And the quality of your voice. Yeah. I don't do any of that. Well, I stumble over my words. My <laughs> voice is all over the place. Sometimes when I listen to segments back and I can hear, and maybe this is just my car, the base of my voice sometimes feels like it's too much. And when I talk for a long time, I'm like, oh, God, turn it off. And I always wonder if other people feel like that. I mean, thankfully, our ratings are good. Well, so I guess people don't think that. I think, well, I mean, you have to remember that that's not what radio does anymore. Radio is not just about a soothing voice. Yeah. Right. It's about connection. And the realer you are, the more connected you are. So you're perfect for current radio. Oh, look at that, Holly. Thank you. You're welcome. But sometimes my oh, voice okay. is grating. I'm just saying. Like, well, from a, just a quality standpoint. But... Thankfully, people don't feel that way. Lucky and, you're funny. Right. <laughs> so there's that. Sometimes. Well, sometimes. Um, how do you feel when you hear yourself back, Holly? I mean, it's fucking amazing. <laughs> right? Like, I, I don't understand people that are like, I hate to hear my voice. Right. Well, then why? I don't I don't get that. Mm. I love my voice. Save that. We normally don't save stuff for the on-air show from the podcast, but that's that's good. I mean, I and I I guess because so many people hate their own voices and so many people have said over the years, I don't know how you do it. I couldn't stand to hear myself. Mm-hmm. I have started to feel ashamed that I like myself so much or like it's a bad thing or I'm conceited for some reason. But right. I I don't. I don't dislike it. Holly said, I love myself. No, no, I I totally agree with you. I mean, like, I say all that to say that I enjoy hearing the content and how we, and how it comes across, because how we hear it in our ears is different from how it hits your ears when you're in your car. I mean, because we don't know how you listen. Like, you could be listening to this podcast on your Alexa, on your phone, with your AirPods, in your car, while you're doing, like, I know when I listen to podcasts, it's usually um, when I'm in the shower uh, from the gym or in the morning or when I'm cooking dinner. Mm. And so there are several different ways. And so I'm usually doing something else. Yeah. And there are other sounds around. And so it's not as intimate as how I think it feels like right now when we're in the studio. Right. Well, we're the most – this way of listening to ourselves right now is probably the most intimate unless you've got AirPods in. Right, right. Um, so it gets going to hit everybody different, and everybody has different things that they like and they don't like and mm-hmm. different sounds. Like, not everybody thinks that nails on a chalkboard is the worst sound. Like, my oh. the sound that grates on me is wet gym shoes on a gym floor. Ooh, or that squeak. sound, less squeak. Or, Ooh. like, when you're, like, like if you rub a balloon, same type oh, of thing. Or if, like, <laughs> if you have a styrofoam cooler and the styrofoam rubs oh, against itself. Uh, oh. Those sounds make me want to die. Oh. So everyone has different things. Um, but I, and it's going to hit you differently either way, but I don't mind my own voice. I really like it. And I am glad that, uh, that that's the case. Yeah. But then I also feel. Oh, you're right. Oh, rat. why? Oh. No. Now, I wanted to, uh, mm. Scott, what's the sound that you hate the most? That I hate the most? Probably like scratching a fork on a plate. Oh, you're so messed up. I just heard, I literally, as soon as I said it, I heard you type. Yeah. <laughs> That's what that noise just was when I was like, ugh. 
Oh, oh God. I'm like, I can already feel it. Yeah, like, what the heck? You don't like it either. Didn't I don't, you yell I don't. at your boyfriend once? I did. More? Wait, yeah. hold on. <laughs> I did. I did. Wait, hold on. Come. Oh, what is wrong? <laughs> I can't even do it. <laughs> it hurts my teeth. There was one time Abe had this, when he makes a salad, Ooh, um, he has the big, oh, how do you call, what do you describe them metal as? Metal bowl? Metal bowl? It's not metal. It is it's, metal. It's not metal because it'd be heavier. Well, it's no, like it's a silver. That's metal. Is it's it a, it's metal? Like, yes, it's like aluminum. Alum, aluminum, because the metal is heavy. Like well, they're that's not still heavy. a metal. That's a type of metal. Anyway, regardless, you're thinking of like iron or something. <laughs> right? But it's not like that. You can still, still have a lightweight metal bowl. Whatever it is, <laughs> he puts a salad in, and whenever he gets to the last bolt bit of it, bitch will fucking scrape. <laughs> and literally, there was one time he was like, skirk, skirk, skirk. And I, he was so in it, I didn't want to, like, stop him. But after the fourth time, I was like, you got to stop it! Oh, oh, my God. Wow. And See, he was I, like, oh, my God. That doesn't bother me. That doesn't, I have to take my headphones off to do this. Hold I on. don't want right. to hear it again. Well, hang on. Okay. It's not horrible. Actually, okay. Okay, Ooh. you can stop. You can stop. All right. You know what it is, though, for me, Ooh. that, like, what you do that I... I have to really hold back on ever saying anything. Oh, me? I've said this before, but, like, if I hear... And this goes for really anyone, like, chewing. Like, people chewing. Oh, God. Or mouthing some food. And it happens a lot when I'm, like... Like, the same way you reacted to Abe scraping your thing. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm sitting in the kitchen and I hear, like, you eating lunch or something, all of a sudden, all my focus goes on that. And I'm like, stop, stop, stop. And sometimes I'll just get up and leave. Because I'm like, okay, I can't. I just can't do it. Because it just grosses me out. Like that? Yeah, that one right there. When it's in your mouth, you're going, oh, but it's more so in person. Like if I hear you munching, it just grosses me out. I don't so, know. I don't. That doesn't bother me either. I don't Another? know. Oh, to me, that sounded satisfying. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that it's actually a- sounds delicious. I'm kind of hungry now. No, it's when I hear that. Like I hear your moisture in your mouth. The moist chewing. mouth. Miguel oh. has a lot of moist mouth he, moments because well, he has a huge mouth. He knows how to chew. I've discovered. Uh, he's a chewer. Oh, yeah. girl, especially. If I um, have had some drinks or whatever, and I'm, like, by myself and I'm going in on something, like, it is gross. Like, I'll be the first person last night since Abe is gone this week. Excuse me. See, moist mouth. Um, I bought just, like, a bunch of sandwich stuff to make sandwiches for dinner. And so, and I like mine to be moist and slippery. So I have like uh, mayo slippery. and mustard. That's a weird way to describe a sandwich. Oh, I love it. I love it all slip and slide. Uh, mayo, mustard. I have um, this like uh, boar's head oil with um, seasoning in it and then the red wine vinegar on it. And so by the time you get to like the last few bites, I mean, it's all over the place. Last night, uh, like, Scott, you were gone. Roommate Dylan was upstairs, and Abe is gone. I went to town. Like, I had mustard and mayo, like, all over my fingers. Oh, it was so good. It was like eating in my natural habitat. It was delicious. Good thing you weren't there, Scott. Oh, thank God. No, <laughs> sometimes I'll died. literally be sitting at the table, and I'll hear, I'm like, oh, my God. But it's like, you can't do anything about it. You're just eating. Yeah. Right. But to me, it's like the most disgusting thing ever. Yeah. To See, m- that's, that, it, everyone has a different thing. To me, the ultimate sound that I just can't stand whatsoever. And I used to, I mean, you know, I'm dramatic now. But when I was younger and my mom used to do this and I would like have a meltdown. I don't I don't, I don't even know if I can handle it. This is when you're sharpening a knife. Oh. Oh. I don't mind the sound, actually. Oh, that's good. I, really I think that's ear. satisfying as well. Yeah, that one sounds satisfying. Really? I, I had to take my headphones off. Ooh, like, sharpen I it up. 
ugh, I can't do it. That just, ugh, ugh. No, see, mine is that like, like I'm, I'm hearing my, my most hated noise in my head right now. What like that, like oh, if you yeah. have like, for example, there's a lot of things that make this noise. But if you have like one of those um, helium balloons, yeah. Not, oh, yeah. not the mylar ones, just a regular old rubbery balloon, and you and you rub it on something. Ugh! Hold on, let me see I'm, if I can find I, like I wonder cringe. why that is. Why is that? I don't know what it is exactly. Morning Star Farms. Oh, oh sorry. That sounds delightful. Okay. All right, here we go. Oh, no. I wish, sometimes I just want to just pay for YouTube. <laughs> wait. Oh, no, that's blowing up a balloon. Wait, sorry. I heard Morning one Star Farms. Hold on. I heard one squeak and it was bad. See, that's crazy, though, because you could think of it. Like, I'm thinking of my sounds and it's like literally sending shivers down my back. I know. That's so weird. You can hear it in your head. Here we go. <laughs> no! Really? No! That's so interesting. <laughs> like that doesn't bother me at all. Oh yeah, that one doesn't. But that's so oh, wow. weird. <laughs> and that's it's so weird because that's not like that happens that often. <laughs> a lot of birthday parties. But it does when you have a kid and she's like, oh, with my balloons. And I'm like, don't do anything crazy. And Oof. so she'll be like, I'm not. And then she'll do it. And I'm like, Maya, I will come pop that balloon. Oh my God. You know what's so fascinating is that, like, literally, there is everything on um, you on YouTube. You can find everything on YouTube. Like, I just, it, this is so fascinating. I can, I literally have just found all of these just by putting it on YouTube. I actually think I may have, I put scraping bottom of bowl, and I don't feel, I don't think I've seen anything. Is but there another way to type it? Scraping bottom of metal bowl. I'm telling you, it is metal. Scraping bottom of metal bowl? Yeah. Maybe that. Let's see. Uh, oh, here's an... Oh, this is 15 minutes, so we can't really... Oh, jeez. Why do the sounds of a scraping knife on a plate and fingernails on a chalkboard make humans cringe? That's a video on YouTube you can look up on your own. It's 15 minutes, so... Uh, oh, dang, I, don't, I can't find it. Mm. It says there's a disorder called misophonia. Mm-hmm. Is that that's the intense hatred of specific Just before sounds? we get started, I do want to say that this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 1986, the trio of scientists conducted a study trying to figure out what exactly in these sounds humans the world over hate so viscerally. In the study, published in the journal Perception and Psychophysics, the researchers were hypothesizing that it was the high-pitched sounds that were causing the issue and thus isolated the sounds between low, middle, and high frequencies. After playing these recordings to subjects, remarkably, they found they were wrong. As Dr. Blake noted, to our surprise, the removal of the high frequencies... Yeah, that's a lot. It goes on and on and on. Uh, but anyway, so it's so fascinating to hear... What sounds make you go crazy? Like my 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 mom, she cannot stand when you bite a chip. Like growing up, you have to put the entire chip in your mouth, close your mouth, and then bite down on it. If you just had a chip and like just bit off the half of it, she could hear it from any part of the house and be like, put it in your mouth. That's crazy. And yeah. so that's why I've only unless I'm like drunk or something do I put a lot of chips in my mouth. I do it one by one because my mom would like go crazy if I had a bunch and try to put it in my mouth. Because please believe I tried. Or when you're sipping a cup from a fast food place and it's the very bottom of oh, it yeah, and you do that slurping sound at <laughs> the end. You get it all. Oh, no. You would have to take the top off and then throw it back. You cannot slurp the little bit of it at the bottom. 
So weird. That's Everybody so has their own weird thing. Uh, mm. Oh gosh, you're gonna look up slurping sounds. Mm. Uh, what mm. is it? Slurping now. Uh, slurping ice? the last the last uh, sips of a drink, something like that. Um, I will say that there's a difference to me. That I don't mind at all. Like get your last couple of sips in. But if we're eating soup and you're doing like a <laughs> to get the yeah, I don't mind that. Yeah. But if you have soup and we're like at a dinner and you take one spoonful and then you go, I'm like, why? Why would you do that? Like, just put the damn thing in your mouth. Oh, that's disgusting. Ew, that sounded that's gross. not like a spoon. Like, have some damn manners, you animal. <laughs> why would you put the whole spoonful in your mouth? Yeah, and uh, I think it's, maybe it's just other countries, but I think, in uh, like, when I went to China with Mary, mm-hmm. like, talk about, like, those sounds, like, that I hate oh like eat and this is like mary and i had the discussion before she's like hey just letting you know like the eating over there is different like when you eat you eat like you go hard like like you chow and then when you drink soup or anything like that it's you just slurp it up oh no yeah that's so odd to me because in my mind like chinese culture there's so much like um what is the word i'm looking for reverence yes Mm -hmm. that's a good word so everything is done with reverence with honor you know you're very um fastidious about manners and things but that's the manner there. Like, that's, right, that's showing the cook thing. that it's like your meal's really good. So it's almost like the more sounds you're making, that's like an applause to the chef of like, mm. it is so good. I am so involved in this food okay. right now that I love it. It's I got it. Bo- like, and I'm not good with hearing people chew. So I had to block out a lot of, lot of it when I was there. But it is weird to hear the difference over in like American culture where it's mm-hmm. like, quiet when you eat. And then over there, it's like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I find that so fascinating because, like, you of all people, Scott, like, when you eat, it's oh, yeah. like listening to someone have sex. Like, it's almost oh. like taking the sound effects of a porn without the visual. Because if it's, I, this is how I know if I'm cooking dinner and Scott really enjoys it because he's just like, mmm, mmm, mmm. And the first time I think I made something, I was like, all right, bitch, like. Calm down. I got it. Like, You don't but, have to play it up. Right. I got it. If it's good, it's good. But that's just how he does. If it's like really good. I heard good. him do that when he had, what did you have the other day? And you like took a bite and you were like, mm. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Some sexual stuff going on over there in that corner. I don't even remember doing it. That's weird. I don't even think that I do. Maybe I do it once for like maybe a joke, but I didn't know I realized did it that much. Oh, yeah, because there'll be times where you won't do it, and then that's when I start to get self-conscious, and I'm like, wait, was the dinner good? No, like, there has never been one meal seasoned? once that I didn't like. You got Like, again, you got to remember what I eat on the, <laughs> the rag. So anything with flavor, he's <laughs> appreciative of. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, gosh. Uh, Holly, how, how's life going in your corner of the world? Well, I'm glad we're doing this today and not yesterday, because yesterday would have been a different story. Oh. I was just not in a good place yesterday. Mm. Very down, very low, very depressed. Um, I had a massage. I had this, um, and we talked about this. Miguel, I sent you for your birthday last year a gift certificate to like an energy healer. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm going to get that out so I can make an appointment after we're done with this. Go on, do it. Because <laughs> I had a massage by same said energy healer yesterday. And of course, you know, I, I 
we're in such a weird spot with COVID. I feel like I can't even talk about what I do if I do it because I'm going to get shit from somebody. Right. But I went and had a damn massage. Everybody was safe. You know, we have, there are safety precautions in place, but I needed it so badly. And I think it was like a the combo of having a massage, but not just having a massage, having it done by someone who also does that energy healing because it's very tailored to you and what's going on in you. Mm-hmm. And I really credit that with helping bring me out of the dark yesterday. So today I'm doing a lot better, but um, I've noticed over the past maybe few weeks, um, it's just sort of been like a little bit of a descent from Mm. where I was. And so on Thursday, tomorrow, I'm going to go see Dr. Upshaw um, and maybe do like another small round of the TMS therapy Mm. that I do because – I think I'm one of those people that it definitely holds because I'm much better than I was before I started it. Right. Um, But in some cases, you may need a little boost or whatever. It just depends. For some people, it doesn't work at all, which I always hesitate when I am doing the endorsement because I'm like, it's really going to suck when someone's like, I can't wait to get fixed, and then it doesn't Mm, work for them. Right. They don't know why, but it just doesn't work for some people. Um, It definitely works for me, but I don't think, um, like I think sometimes it falters a little bit. But then I also remember I'm going through a lot of shit. Yeah. Um, you got a lot going on. I do. And it's not, and I, I'm in no way, shape, or form would try to say, like, I am I have it so bad or anything. But for me personally and for my sensibilities and my empathicness, it's just very difficult right now being in, obviously, COVID times like everyone. Mm-hmm. And financially, I'm doing okay. Luckily, I'm not, you know, having to also go through, like, knowing where my next uh, mortgage payment is going to come from, even though... I mean, it's tight. Um, But also with having my mom at home and I just, I'm not going to ignore gut feelings anymore about things because I did a lot of ignoring my whole life and putting off what I felt. And that obviously led me into some pretty bad situations. So I'm going to continue to pay attention to my gut feelings. And I just, something is not right with her. And I don't think it's me being like just annoyed at this point. I just think there is, something wrong and I need to figure this out but it's so difficult because I'm so closely tied as her daughter and she's like the toxic person for me Mm -hmm. having raised me to be so codependent and people pleasing right so it's this crazy dynamic and it's not like she's toxic all the time like she's in good moods sometimes you know she'll come down and just be okay or like playing with Maya or something but it's like little tiny things. Let me give you an example. So yesterday, um, I get home from my massage, was feeling a million times better, and my body felt better. Like, apparently, mm. I had, like, a rib out of place. Oh. What? How did I, whatever. So I felt so much better. And I come in. My person had just come over for the afternoon. Um, Maya's there, and my mom comes down. So now there's, like, a full house, and I'm just, like, you know, I always, I always need to work on boundaries. So energetically, I'm, like, This is my feelings. I'm not going to try to absorb anybody else's right now, which I do all the time, but Mm. I'm trying. And um, he told me the story of before I had gotten home, Maya was watching TV and she, my mom comes down and she's like, Maya, you can't just be sitting around. We got, you got to go do something. You got to play. You got to do something. And Maya's like, I just, can I just finish this video? And my Mm. mom's like, okay, but you got to do something for like, He said it was, like, for 45 minutes, my mom was, like, sitting there watching TV. And this is what she did when I was young. She'd be like, I don't get that. I don't like this. I don't like what this is. 
Which oh, then you're right. like, okay, well, what if I like it? Guess right. it doesn't matter because she doesn't like it, and she's going to continue to say it until you change it. Mm. So then after a while, Maya got sick of that. And so Maya's like, okay, I'll, I'm going to go play. And my mom's like, well, someone needs to play with you, so I guess I guess I'll do it. Oh. And it's... And I don't think she realizes she's doing this, mm. but it's manipulative. And she did it again when I got home because Maya was running around. And she's like, we're going to go play hide and seek. Some Someone needs to play with her. I guess I'll do it. Mm. So then she goes and play with plays with her. Right. And I'm like, I'm, I spent a lot of time trying to be like, well, that doesn't mean anything. But it, I mean, it kind of mm. does. Right. What she's saying without saying it is, why are you not playing with your child right now? This is what you should be doing as a parent. Since you're not going to do it, I'll do it. Right. And I don't even think she knows that that's what she's projecting, but it absolutely is based on her past trauma or whatever from like her not being played with by her parents or whatever. But in reality, there's so much more to the story. Like Mm -hmm. Maya needs to learn how to play on her own. You know, it's okay for a kid to play by themselves for like 45 minutes to an hour. You got to learn your imagination. You do. And it's not my job to entertain her, to come home from work and immediately jump into entertaining my kid. It's not healthy for me or her. But like in my mom's eyes, she's like, "What? Someone needs to play with Maya. Mm. What? What? No one's gonna step up, right? I, I will. Uh, the martyr. Mm. And so, dealing with that repeatedly, it's like, it, and she's kind of like not mean when she says it, but it's that subliminal vibe mm. she's giving off, which makes me want to like jump off the couch and be like, "I got it." Mm. I got it to make my mom happy. Right. Has nothing to do with Maya or me. Right, because Maya's happy just going off and doing her own thing. Well, she's not. But you know why she's not? Mm. Because she's always had someone playing with her. Yeah, Mm. yeah, yeah. But she needs to learn that it's okay to play by yourself. Right. So, like, my person and I have sort of implemented, like, okay, when mom gets home from work, mom's going to go take a nap. Me, I'm mom. (laughs) She's going to go take a nap. He's going to go on his, like, exercise walk. Mm Mm-hmm. And Maya's going to play by herself. All this stuff takes about an hour. Right. And I'm I'm loving that because it does give me a chance to, like, decompress from work and then reacclimate and be like, you know, okay, it's go time now for mom. Right. Instead of just jumping from one to the other yeah. with no breaks. So that's why it's just exhausting because it's this constant level of you're not good enough. Mm. You're not doing the right thing. And after a while, it, like, wears on you. So that's what I'm fighting against right now. And she's going to have to move into an independent living facility, like I mentioned a few podcasts ago. But that seems like a huge task. And I'm sort of dreading that because I'm just, it's it's a lot. Yeah. So having said all that, yesterday, after I had the massage, it was better. Because I didn't, I once I'm kind of, like, fortified in that way, I can kind of let it roll off me. And I'm like... Okay, bitch, you go ahead and play with her. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to fall victim to this this manipulative martyrdom of you want me to make sure I'm doing the best parenting that you think I should be doing. Right. Um, but it sort of grows. I'll be like, okay, for like a week or two, and then like just over time, it slowly eats at you. And mm-hmm. then suddenly I'm, and this is my friend Julie said, because um, yesterday morning she and I were texting, and she's like, how you doing? I was like, not good, I'll be honest. I'm just not good. Oh. Okay. Like I couldn't fake it. And I was explaining all that stuff to her. And she's like, it sounds like the reason that you're so exhausted is because you keep trying to 
pour from an empty cup. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think she well. called it. But that's what happens. It's like I'm so – I, like, I'm taking care of this one, that one, the other one, all this other stuff, making appointments, calling about bills, handling all this – all this stuff. My mom's, another one of my mom's like doorknobs fell off and it's just one more thing I got to do. At what point do I say, I need a minute? Because it feels selfish for me to do that. So um, it's just this vicious cycle. Like I'm at the top of it right now. So Mm. I'm going to try to maintain, but it's, I'm only human. (laughs) There's only so much I can do. So getting her into an independent living facility in the midst of COVID and also just having to deal with, it's like finding a damn college. Like you got to go do visits. Are they even doing in-person visits? Do you get the same from a virtual visit? Like, uh, it's a lot. Have you had any advice yet on what place type of places to look for on what to look for when you do look, um, anything like that? I mean, I think I have to look for something that's going to suit what she needs right um and i connected with a a a service called Mm. a place for mom oh yeah i see those commercials with joan london on cnn previously of good morning america (laughs) with charlie gibson so they have a thing where like they take some of the work out of it for you unfortunately i've called them and in the area where we live they're only connected with two places oh so i'm like okay that helps because now they've done the footwork of reaching out to those two places but I can't only look at two places. Right. So I'm right. going to have to expand the search on my own. Mm-hmm. So um, that's just where I'm at right now. What sort of places, uh, because my family is going through that right now with my right. grandmother right. and trying to figure out, you know, what the next steps are because she's gotten to a place to where she can't do anything for herself. And my uncle and my aunt, um, I think my aunt, she quit her job to be able, she was like close to retirement anyway, and so now she's taking care of it. But it's getting too much for her because she's there twenty four seven. And when you are dependent upon someone to help you use the bathroom, to eat, to even just get up off the bed, just to like you know get in a wheelchair and roll around for a little bit, that's a lot for yeah. one person. Oh, it's it's too much, right? And so they're going through that process now. So I'm just curious, like, are you looking for like a Catholic place or a uh, I mean, that would be great because my mom would love that. Right. But the only Catholic place I know of in our area doesn't do independent living as much. Mm. Like they have a facility, but I don't I don't see any high ratings for it necessarily. Gotcha. They're better on the assisted living, right. which is what your grandmother needs, like right. fully assisted living. Right. Um, or there's another term for it. But um, she, I, you know, my mom wants independent living. Which she probably could use a combo <clears throat> because she there's like all this stuff that she just needs help with. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's got it. the day to day stuff is fine. Right. Um, but I don't know. Like I, I want a place obviously where she feels comfortable, where they ha- like some form of like church transportation is included, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, that is well kept, like that the staff cares. Cause like we went through two different places when she came home from the hospital or before she came home from the hospital when she had her brain surgery. And um, you can definitely tell there's a difference in staffing where some places have a, have like a beautiful building, but the staff doesn't care that much. Right. Or vice versa. So it's hard. It's really hard to to figure this out, which is why I'm dreading. <laughs> yeah, there were a couple places that when my grandmother was going through a lot of her medical stuff in the fall, 
that my mom um, would look at and the people, like, I guess the places with high turnover rates because they don't pay well, that's where she was like, nope, she's not going there. Because those people are there for like a month or two. They don't learn. They don't the care. Residents. No, they're they just don't like care. right. And so it's a very delicate process that you know. Yeah, and I I feel for your aunt and uncle or and your mom and whoever, um, because you feel so much pressure to make the perfect choice. Right. And then there's like outside pressure and also guilt from society who is like, well, why oh, yeah. can't you just do it? Right. Just take care of your parent. Right. And that's not reasonable. Well, and the thing I feel like we are forgetting is that, you know, as a society, there is a reason why we uh, we invent things and we make life easier. So we can get to that place where you find a balance of uh, taking care of the things you need to take care of and then being able to find joy in your life. Right. Because, I mean, think about it a hundred years ago. You know, your life was solely consisted of like just producing to live. Yeah. So like yeah. you work in the field just to be able to have stuff to eat, to put shelter over your head. And then with the Industrial Revolution, machines made life easier. So now you can take vacation like vacation probably wasn't a word except for rich people back in the 1800s, early 1900s. Right. But now, even if you do work kind of part time or you have several jobs, Maybe, hopefully, you can even just do, like, a staycation, but you can take some days off, yeah. whereas back then it was a matter of eating or not eating if you took a day off. And you noticed that people didn't live as long. They didn't because you had no quality of life. You were just literally working to live. And so now that we have technology and we have these services in place, I mean, and that's why I feel bad even mentioning out loud that, like, I have a cleaning service. Like, I feel awful saying that out loud because, like, you pay someone to come clean your house, you should be able to do that. But it's like I've gotten to this point to where I make a little extra money that I can employ people to come, and especially I'm not going into Scott's room or roommate Dylan's room. or mm. I want to make sure their, their stuff is clean, and so I can do that. And that's something that I don't have to worry about. Mm. I don't have to clean the baseboard, so I can spend more time focusing on work or who is Miguel what do I enjoy? And yeah. that's not a bad thing, you right. know? But we as Americans make ourselves feel guilty. For everything. Right. About, oh, my God, you got to feel guilty because you have someone come clean your house or your parent. You know, my mom is going through that now. Like, she feels awful about having someone having to take care of my my grandma. And I'm like, but they're a professional. They're going to be able to provide her with the day-to-day -day services that you just aren't able to. If we were rich and you didn't have to go to work, girl, do it. We'll get you. We would get you a house, and you could take care of her, and you can keep that promise. But even then, it's you're, not, you're not a medical professional. Yeah, it's not feasible because mm. then you're asking your child to stop their entire life and only take care of you. Right. And I'm sure, like, yes, I know, like, your mom made the promise to your grandma and, you know, things get different when you get older. Like, I'm right. sure all of us don't want to be in that position, but we will be one day right. where it's like, well, I don't want to be with strangers. Mm -hmm. I just want what I know. Just, right. I, I, I raised you. Can't you do the same for me? Mm -hmm. But then you have to realize that's not. That isn't the only reason you have children. Right. You have children so that they might go on to, like, live amazing lives mm -hmm. and enjoy them. Right. And I feel like a lot of older people, 
when faced with like, do you don't want to be a burden on your children? But then you're also scared because right. you're dealing with end of life fears. Mm-hmm. We don't know what death is like. So you have that now in the back of your mind always. And it's a scary place to be. So you want to be as comforted as possible with people that you know and love. But then that's where it becomes a slippery slope. Because it's not your mom's job to bend over and just lay down her life for the rest of your grandmother's life. Right. And that's what I told my mom. I'm like, listen, you're in your 60s. You still have a good 20, 25, 30 years of healthy walking around, going to the casino, yeah. going to bingo, like you should be able to do that. You're about to retire in a couple of years. I would love to be able to send you money so you can go play bingo all you want to. Don't get crazy. Right. But, you know, have fun and enjoy yourself because you've worked so hard your entire life. And so I'm pretty sure that if grandma, if we were to rewind time a little bit, you know, to maybe 15, 20 years ago, grandma would have said, all right, well, like, I want you to live your life because you've done, I've done all these things and I want you because you're my child. I want you to be able, that's why you work so your kids can have that better life, you know? Because my mom has said to me, she's like, when I get to that age, I don't want you wiping my butt. And I'm like, and I'm not. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm going to make you, make sure you're in the best possible place and that Fabio is going to be there wiping your butt, making you feel good and you're going to have a fun ass time and it's going to be great. Yeah. And I will come visit you, but I can't. Yeah. I that is not in my wheelhouse. And it, it's again, you have to be okay with, and this is what I'm have learned. I think I talked about it on the air with that um, book, Untamed, where it's like you have to program your children that it's okay to disappoint people, not right. like with main, like you know, don't go be a murderer or yeah, whatever. Right. But like expectations wise, mm-hmm. you it's okay if you disappoint me. You're right. an individual person. I didn't give birth to a slave. Right. I gave mm-hmm. birth to a human being that is not mine they are their own person mm-hmm. that was you know blessed with their own soul to go live their own life right would it be nice to be cared for by said person yes mm-hmm. but i'm also not i'm not going to expect that person to you know to end their life early because they owe me mm. and so that's hard because that that form of thinking only I think, came up recently. Right. Like, within the past decade or so. Oh, absolutely. Because, you know, in former generations, that is what you did. Because right. all the elder people died. Right. And then that was it. hmm And so it wasn't this this sort of uh, paradoxical, you know, question wasn't even a question. Right. But now that people are living longer and you have these end-of-life queries and it's difficult, it's sort of like how right now the thing is, you're not supposed to judge people for what they're doing with their kids going back to school. Mm. You do the best you can for your family. Right. So that for school, that might look like going back to brick and mortar school. It might look like virtual learning through the school's website. It might look like complete homeschooling where you're the teacher. But you can't judge someone for what they do based on your circumstances. Right. Same thing, I think, for the elderly. It's so true. And we do that so we much. We love to do it. We love nothing more than to feel like we're better than someone else. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Ugh, it's so gross, but we all do it. And, I mean, we even sometimes do it subconsciously. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Because that's just how we are. I don't know. It just sucks. 
it's a not a very nice mentality that we have. Well, I mean, I feel like that's just human nature. I mean, I feel like that's how racism got started is my skin is lighter than yours. And so that makes me better than you. And I've got to feel good about enslaving you. Yeah. So, so I'm going to make I've, all the excuses. Right. I've got yeah. to create some sort of difference between us. So it makes me feel better about knowing that I have you enslaved and right. doing this work for free. Right. Ugh. Wow. It's been around for a long time. That's what humans do. It's it's it is quite literally human nature. And I think it's one of the uglier parts of it. So mm. I really try to work against that mm. or like quick judgments, which my mom grew up. I grew up that way with her just judging everybody. Right. And you have to realize, too, there's a psychological aspect of it. And my person and I were discussing my mom and how very sad it is because she was the middle child. She mm. was abused. She probably never had a voice in her family. Right. So she never felt heard. And then I was telling him a story about how embarrassed I always was as a kid because my mom was like an original Karen. Like uh, we would get like one thing wrong. Yeah. And like I, I remember standing in this McDonald's in Northfield, Ohio. And I, God, I don't even know what, what could have possibly been wrong with our order. But my mom marched her ass right up to that counter and let that worker have it. Oh, and it mm. was yelling. And as a kid, I, w- I wanted to sink into the floor. Oof. Like I just felt so mortified. Oh. And, you know, from my aspect, I'm like, what the hell was my mom doing? And he was like, well, okay. That was awful for you. And there's a lot, I have a lot of stories of when I was just embarrassed as a kid, a lot of embarrassment. But for that particular situation, so think of now, you know, 30 something year old Margaret mm-hmm. who grew up in a family where she wasn't heard, had been basically told she wasn't really wanted. They mm. only had a second kid because they thought they'd have a boy, and then mm. they didn't. So then they had a third kid and it was a boy. So she was just like the extra girl right. that nobody needed, wanted, didn't want to see, was told she was too big, too ugly, too everything, was abused, didn't have a voice, had, had grown up having that like oppressive, you know, parenting put on her so that when she finally got to be an adult, one thing happens and now this is her chance to fight back right. because she never was able to as a kid. So like you get my order wrong. You're going to hear it. And mm. it's not even you. It's not even about the order. No. It's about my mother not uh, ever hearing me. Right. So you just feel so sad. But at the same time, it doesn't make it right. Right. But right. She, but all those people that are in the same situations, they don't know. That's why they, all these keyboard warriors that are just mean yes. for no reason and take shots at you that really hurt. Mm. It all comes from their hurt and whatever shit they went through that they're not fixing because it's too hard to fix. Right. Or they don't even know to fix it. And so, like, it's this cycle that keeps going of, you know, my mom was put through absolute hell as a kid, but then did the best she could and then just projectile vomited, like, anger and pain onto people because mm. she didn't know how to deal with it herself. Right. So I grew up watching that, and then it made me the opposite. Like, I was like, if anything is wrong with my food ever, I am not going to say shit. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I am done. I'll this is like, great. I asked for a burger, and I got a fish sandwich. You know what? I kind of <laughs> want a fish. Who's huh, Whatever. Found a hair in it. You know what? It's fine. Good protein, girl. Delicious. It's good. Exactly. So it's like everything has a, every action has an equal and opposite reaction, and that's how we're all raised. So it's just, it's really tough. When you know all of this, mm-hmm. and I even know it, and like back to yesterday's thing with my mom being like, I guess I'll play with her. Immediately I was like, oh God, I'm not being a good mom. I suck. Why can't I just go play with my kid? Why am I the worst parent? And then I'm like, wait, mm. 
maybe I'm not the worst parent. Maybe my mom is just reacting to her childhood trauma. And since I have childhood trauma from that, I'm passing it on to myself now. Mm. But it's so hard to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every time. That's the cycle breaker in yeah. me, by the way. Because instead of just killing myself based on my past trauma, I have to stop and be like, wait, wait. Even though everything I'm feeling right now is saying, like, go get up and play because I'm not doing this right. It's not true. This is fake. This is fake. This is a fake story that my brain has told me that our past traumas are rolling down into, but I'm the one to break this. So I got to figure out how to do it. And let me tell you, it's heavy ass work. Oh, absolutely. If you're the cycle breaker in your family that can see the past trauma and stop it with you and try to change your behavior for Ooh. the future. <sighs> mm. So that's how I am today. Oh, fun. Scott, Scott. are you serious? <laughs> You're serious. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, this, do, is what I, this is what I carry oh, with I, me every I think, day. No, mm-hmm. that is so important to talk about. I'm not even discrediting <sighs> any of that. I'm just saying, like, my, like I don't even like, you know, going down my trail because that was so important. It's okay. Important. Mm-hmm. When I was 23, I was not thinking about this. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about cycle breaking and people's traumas and I'd all that I'd rather shit. talk about that now, though, because it's like it's good to know it now and mm-hmm. realize it yeah. than be, you know, 15 years down the line be like, ah, oh, crap. Yeah, it's really right. hard. Uh, yeah. So the, the sooner you can know about it, the better. Yeah. But you don't, I'm not putting this on anybody. I'm just telling my story, and it's just a lot. I deal with a lot every day. <laughs> Do you recognize any anything like that in your family that you've dealt with, Scott? Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of things that I realized that I've watched over the years from my parents, to like each individual parent or even grandparents in those relationships, that I'm starting to realize how to, like, deal with it now. And, like, we talked about it, I don't know if it was last podcast or whatever, like how I deal with, let's say, like, confrontation or mm-hmm. if there's a fight right like i i yes did, we did did a lot of things subconsciously especially early on in my relationship especially with mary that i didn't realize were exactly just reflections of how i saw confrontation dealt with in my own home yeah. in right. my own family with that's how what things you do were. exactly but now it's cool it's weirdly cool to realize it now and stop it like let's say if i saw a fight and there's an outburst or something or i saw a parent like storm off to the other room like, I, I catch myself now where if I'm in a an argument or something with Mary and my first reaction is like, you know what? Well, F this. I'm hanging up. I'm like, wait a second. That's literally because that's how I thought, like, I should deal with it. That's yeah. how I thought, like, if there's a fight, like, just walk away and it'll just be fine in the morning. And I've learned. And as I've watched, I'm like, hey, that's not how I want to deal with it. That's not how I feel that it's the healthiest because I found out in my own relationship that it didn't really do well couple hours later or the next day, there was still that that hurt that was there that still needed to be addressed. And I credit Mary to the fullest because, you know, she would bring it up, be like, we didn't solve that. Mm. That crap's not solved. Yeah. We, just, we right. haven't talked about it yet. And so four years down the line in our relationship, I'm really finally hitting that nail with this hammer of, like, if we are in a fight or something, I'm able to stop that feeling not the feeling's still there right but i'm able to push past giving up on it and actually like walk through it and it's mm. not even that far ago where i actually like literally we walked through step by step both of our feelings why we felt this way and it was like one of the first times ever we're at the end and my fear is when a fight happens that it's like we could talk all the way through it and it's gonna be a waste of time because we're still gonna be angry it wasn't the case like we right. walked all the way through it addressed everything and then we were able to have a conversation at the end about other things in our lives and i was right. like holy crap that's it <laughs> mind that's blown the magic and i needed that moment because that showed me that that fear that 
it, the anger is always going to be there until it just disappears is not the reality, that there is a way to walk through it. There is a way to address the feelings and to have a nice clear ending and then move on. That's the thing about arguments is that that anger never goes away. It just moves to a different part yeah. of your brain. Mm-hmm. And unless you sit down and actually get down and uproot what's going on, it, that little weed is going to sit there and grow and grow and grow. And then it'll metas- metastasize. Good word. There we go. Look at that. <laughs> Into um, a, a bigger problem. Yeah. And then it's going to take even longer to dig down and figure out what the root of it is. And that's why it is so important. And to me, that is the communication that people talk about when they say oh, you should yeah. communicate in relationships is digging down into the root of like, why is this happening? Yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. And that's, I mean, be, in a weird way, I am thankful that I'm in a long distance relationship because it's forced us to now have to face these things head on to like, because there's no way out of it. Like if you're in any sort of distance, like. You can't just put things on the back burner and be like, well, we're going to be okay when I see you in a month. Like, bitch, right. no, you won't be connected. You won't be on the same level. And if mm-hmm. you can repair after that, it's going to be really hard. But one of the other things that I do want to say is the one of the biggest lessons and why I do what I do and why I want to go into radio, want to inspire, want to entertain, and then also go into the motivational speaking realm is because I've watched – well, my parents have always sacrificed everything for us. They've done everything they can to give us the life that we have. And one of the – like my mom – is one, and I've talked about her many times on the podcast, whether it's with, you know, different scares, and now she's on her upright. She was in the hospital a couple weeks ago, but now, like, hitting it back on it and getting her life, you know, back on track is because she just kind of took the weight on of everybody else. She, mm. You know, any problem, it was on her. Right. Whatever she had to do to make sure everyone else was happy, it was on her. And it took until the first time where, you know, like two years ago where I got the call and she was in the emergency room. It was like, that was her realization in life of, like, fuck am I doing like I need to live for me mm-hmm. you know I need to put myself first and it still is a daily struggle mm-hmm. to this very moment yeah but that's exactly like watching that and as I love my mom for you know doing everything she can for the family but at the same time I now know in my head that I'm gonna do I'm gonna do the job that I I feel happiest with I'm gonna surround myself with people that I love and I'm gonna put myself in situations that I love because one this life is too short and I don't want to look back on you know 40 years down the line and be like, crap, like I missed that chance. I should have done this. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where I'm like doing the opposite of what I saw because I saw the effect that it had on family members where it's like you sacrifice so much and it's very, you know, noble and very grateful for what I have. But at the same time, like what is the extent to what it affects your life with and your health? And that's the one thing that I want to, you know, do for my own life but also inspire others to do is because, you know, we got this one shot. Are you going to give it all up, like worrying about what other people think, what other people want from you, or are you going to live the life that you deserve? And I'm mm. very thankful that I do it, but also watching my mom now, you know, she had that one scare and now is really holding on to the things and doing things that she loves, whether it's, you know, talking to certain friends, saying no mm. to certain things that are happening in her life. If somebody wants to talk and she doesn't want to talk to her, like learning that skill to be like, you know what, that doesn't bring me joy. And that's a conversation that we have pretty much daily now it's I get on the phone with her and we just kind of you know chat about what's going on in our lives but it's a reminder for myself but also for her you know if she wants to do something we talked about it probably on the show with like doing this phone call with like my aunt and the spiritual group Mm. and it's like three hours long which is just bonkers to me 
It's not serving. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what I literally I told her yesterday. No Zoom call needs to be three hours. But it was literally a lesson that, you know, I got from myself, but I also was trying to tell my mom because she told me. She was like, yeah, well, tomorrow I have this Zoom call. And, and I was like, wait, hold up. Did you just say, ugh, uh. after that? If that's your reaction, then don't do it. Right. Because at the end of the day, this is your time. Mm-hmm. Everyone else could be disappointed. Big deal. But at the end of this isn't their life. This is your life. Yeah. Right. If that's your reaction to anything, reevaluate why you're doing it. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about it and she gets some joy out of it. So I was like, you know what? Well, then make the compromise and we can keep talking about it, whatever you got to do to make it happen. But cut it off at 45 minutes. That's your joy. You got all the joy you need in that 45 minutes. Tie a little bow. Call mm-hmm. it a day. But the moment that you go, oh, it's three hours, then don't stay there for three hours. Right. Mm-hmm. That's your life you're playing with. That's not their time. It's your time. I tell you what, there is nothing more satisfying than saying no to something. And then when you look at your watch and see that you should be somewhere that you were supposed to be, but you said no. And you're like, I reclaim my time, bitch. Yeah. And I ain't got to do nothing. It's really good. Although I will say, like your mom, Scott. Yeah. And by the way, you are the cycle breaker. So Fine. kudos. Um, and it's hard, but you're doing it. And so um, with that, I deal with so much guilt, too. Guilt and shame, which are, mm. which shame is the worst. But the only way you can get rid of shame is by putting it out and letting it hit the light because shame doesn't doesn't survive in the light. Mm. So you have this, I had this guilt and shame. Um, uh, oh, it was the other day when I was trying to recoup the money for my mom's trip that she's not going on. And she's been like badgering me about it. So this is a whole complex thing. But then as like when I talked to the the lady at the insurance place, I was like, yeah, so can I get the money back? And she was like, well, did you do this and this? And I was like, no, I, I didn't know how to do that. So she's like, oh, basically she was like, sorry, bitch, can't do it. Mm. And so I hung up because, again, the way I was like, I'm not going to fight with you right. because I saw my mom doing it and I didn't like yeah. it. So I don't want to do it. And mm. that's just a weakness that I have. And I'm working on it, but it's not going to be perfected overnight. Right. So I was just like, I spiraled. That was Monday. I had a bad, that's probably why I had such a bad Tuesday. I just spiraled. There was so much shame because I was like, ooh, I'm getting emotional thinking about it. Because mm. I knew that then I had to go tell my mom that she wasn't going to get her money back. And after she'd been fucking badgering me Mm. for so long i was just like oh my god oh my god Mm. oh i just i wanted to throw up or cry or like jump off the howard franklin i mean it was like heavy So I'm sobbing and like I'm telling my mom I'm gonna just I'm just gonna write a check because in my mind I'm like this is all my fault. I have to fix it now and the best way to do that is with money. I don't have that money by the way. Right. So my mom's like, Well, you did maybe just do it a little bit at a time and I'm like, Oh, this bitch gonna take the money too. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was even like pissed on Give top it of to it. Me. And so then my person was like, Wait, wait. Then he got mad, and then I don't deal with people being mad because I think it's my fault. So yeah. he's like yelling, and I was like, "Why are you yelling at me?" He's like, "I'm not yelling at you. I'm just yelling." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, can you stop?" Right. <laughs> so stop then yelling. he gets on the phone with them, and because he's really good at talking to people, he gets off the phone. He's like, "Oh yeah, they're gonna give you at least half back, and if you get a doctor's note, they'll probably give the whole thing back." I was like, "Oh." How? Why did that happen? How and why? And I don't understand what just happened, but now I don't feel so much shame because I had, like, just been honest with him about it. I'm like, it's my fault. I didn't get the money back. It sucks, and I suck. He's like, okay, all that, stop it. Mm-hmm. 
but I couldn't. Like, I was on this shame train. And so then after the fact, after I was, like, open and honest about it and it felt like I was just the worst human, he's like, no, we'll take that and we'll make it better. And yeah. Then it was. But I say this to say, like, for someone like your mom who is now, old, who's older than me, who has been doing that same yeah. thing your whole life, it just, you feel like, you feel like you're a piece of shit when you don't follow through. Well, that's, like, the conversations that we have now, and that's why it's, like, you know, now in this day of eight, like, I literally call her every day of just, like, that constant just reminder because luckily I throughout my like my dad has that quality where it's like if something's not the right way mm-hmm. or like if he needs to get on the phone like he'll be the aggressor right and so that probably evened it out and I think as you were just talking I was like wait I definitely have both of those qualities now mm. where it's like I don't like the confrontation but I could talk myself up to a point if I could like I will do it if yeah. I have to like I could get mean right but luckily like he was always there if there you was had an need. example of how to do exactly. it like the right way even if that was not like your go-to yeah, like, even if, it, like, a situation was awkward, like, there's definitely been situations where, like, I felt weird about something, and then it's like I get that same feeling of my mom, like, this is so awkward, I do not want that confrontation, so now it's just all funneled into one, and that's yeah. me, where I'm like, I could do it, I'm still uncomfortable, but I could do it, Yeah, and I want to do it, but now it's like that constant reminder, because I realize that in her, and I realize, you know, those things that, like, will stop you from making that jumper, getting what you deserve, and it's like, for me, it's like I'm constantly just trying to remind her of, like, this is, like, you... Good old Lord said, all right, here's your chance. And he's done it a couple times. Start working on you. Yeah. And focus on you. And you are doing Mm. a great job by being that backup support for her. Because when you're trying to make a life change like that. Yeah. If you come up against any sort of like opposition, it's almost like, well, this is dumb. I'm not going to do it. Well, and especially yeah. when your mom is that age, when she's lived her entire life Doing going that, that yeah, yeah. way, it's not something that you can just one day wake up and say, oh, no, I'm going to reclaim my time and live for me. It is a slow process because in doing it. You have learned and yeah. your entire mind frame and your body and everything is just used to that way. So in order to make a change, you have to make a change in your like body and mind and conscious and subconscious. So doing that by yourself is so hard. How, I don't know how anybody does it themselves. That's why I go to therapy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like Scott, you're basically her therapy. Whatever I got to do. I mean, mm-hmm. constant reminder. And again, it's a reminder for me. And I'm happy like to do it because it's the same thing. Because you, it's easy even if you are in the same situation or like me where I'm like very optimistic. And I could, I fight for what I want. But it's easy to fall in a hole where it's like, well, all right. Mm. But then you got to remind yourself like, well, hold up. Hold up. Wait a second. Right. At the end of this life, like, I'm going to close my eyes. Like, did I get what I deserved? And that's something I reminded myself. And I'm trying to remind her and anybody else in my circle. Yeah. I mean, that's the biggest reminder is you get one life. What you going to do with it? True. What you going to do with it? Miguel, you got to stop asking me how I'm doing because then these podcasts turn into like this whole therapy session of crazy. I, mean, I think we all need it, though. Let's be honest. <laughs> I'm about to say, what else are we going to talk about? I mean, I, listen. I don't know. By the time we get to the podcast, I'm pop cultured out. Oh, God, me too. And I'm like, listen, I don't want to talk about anything like we going to. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. It feels arduous and and. It, tiring if we were to have to come on here and talk like Kim Kardashian or yeah, Kanye would West. Be real. Like the, yeah. I would be like I'd be Talk like dread that. it. But I like this because it helps like lighten the load. Absolutely. Anything I can do to lighten your load. <laughs> a, no. Okay. Not, nope. mm, no. Okay. No. Nope. Uh, Holly, what's your social media? <laughs> Radio Holly on Instagram, TikTok and Twitter yeah. and Holly on Hot 1015 on Facebook. Can't wait to lighten some loads tonight. Wow. Uh, Scott, what's your social media? At Scott Tavlin, S-C-O-T. 
T-T-T-A-V-L-I-N on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. You can find me, Miguel Fuller, on Snapchat, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook.com slash Radio Miguel for that. Make sure if you're listening on Apple Podcasts to hit the little subscribe button yes. and leave us a review and a rating, please. We love it. And if you want a Miguel and Holly sticker, send me an email with your name and address. I just got a brand new shipment of stickers in. Stickers. Yeah, some stickers. So shoot me an email, Miguel at Hot 1015 Tampa Bay. Cam. Catch up on previous episodes of Miguel and Holly Uncensored now on the Hot 101.5 app or on iTunes on your smartphone. It's Miguel and Holly Uncensored. Quarantine edition from Hot 101.5. Made hot by Corona Beer.